Good morning, and welcome to your Friday Five, a weekly newscast from the Boston University News Service. It's September 27, 2019. I'm Susanna Sudborough, Managing Editor. And I'm Hannah Harn, Assistant Managing Editor. Today, we'll take a look at our top stories from this week, including a panel on artificial intelligence, the Cambridge Dumpling Festival, and a forum on climate change. Let's get started so you can start your day. As artificial intelligence and smart devices rise in popularity, there's a lot of concern about how they're used. A panel this Tuesday sought to dispel those worries. Higher education needs to skill people in dealing with the AI revolution, because it's going to happen, said Rich Palmer, co-founder and CTO of Gravity, an artificial intelligence company that creates AI tools for fundraiser enablement. Palmer and three other local professionals who use artificial intelligence in their daily life cleared up public misconceptions at a panel at Boston's General Assembly Tuesday night. The key takeaway for all the panelists is that AI and technology are what we make of them. People believe it's inherently evil, said Palmer. Is a machine learning algorithms inherently evil? It's us. We decide what data we use. This story was contributed by Hannah Rogers. The trials for those involved in the college admission scandals continued this week, with another high-profile sentencing. A California CEO was sentenced to four months of incarceration, 500 community service hours, and a $95,000 fine. Devin Sloan, the founder of a Los Angeles water treatment company, is charged with one count of conspiracy to commit mail fraud. He is the second of 52 defendants to be sentenced. There are no words to justify my behavior, Sloan said. The crime I committed is unacceptable. I can only speak for myself when I say I take complete responsibility for this federal crime. Sloan gave the University of Southern California Admissions a doctored photograph of his son Mateo playing water polo and donated $50,000 to the USC Women's Athletic Department, court documents said. Following the sentencing, Sloan's defense asked Judge Talani for a non-binding judicial recommendation for Sloan to serve his sentence in a lower security prison, which Judge Talani said she would provide. This story was contributed by Chris O'Brien. Cambridge was packed last Sunday as the city came together over a shared love, dumplings. Will Chen took a 50-minute train ride from Rhode Island Sunday just to eat dumplings. The 18-year-old Brown University student was one of thousands to attend the sixth annual Cambridge Dumpling Festival held in Central Square, Cambridge. He said he made the trek to honor his Chinese heritage and was not disappointed. Customers lined up in droves to get a taste of various food options from local restaurants and food trucks. The line to get into the event wrapped around the street corner, and some waited up to 15 minutes in certain food lines. Today's the perfect day for it, said Javon Clark, an employee for Solar Flare, a sunglasses and eyewear pop-up store based in Boston that had a table at the festival. There's been nothing but good vibes. This story was contributed by George Abenaugh. Recent deaths connected to vaping-related lung illnesses have sent many state leaders scrambling for a solution. Now, just over a week after requiring doctors to report all vaping-related illnesses, Massachusetts is seeing a ban. State health officials passed a four-month statewide ban on the commercial sale of all e-cigarette devices and products Tuesday afternoon. This decision comes at the request of Governor Charlie Baker, who declared a public health emergency in light of growing cases of severe lung disease associated with e-cigarette use. We as a commonwealth need to pause sales in order for our medical experts to collect more information about what is driving this life-threatening vaping-related illness, Governor Baker said. 
We also need to better understand the inherent dangers of vaping while being a teen. Similar bans have passed in New York and Michigan, both of which have prohibited the sale of most flavored e-cigarettes. But Massachusetts is the first state to ban all vaping devices. The ban went into effect Tuesday afternoon and is expected to last until January 25, 2020. This story was contributed by Miriam Fauzia. Last but not least, a forum on climate change got personal alongside last Friday's climate strike. Last week in Boston, climate strikers gathered at City Hall and marched to the State House with signs. Some placards called for the proposed Green New Deal and policy change. Others depicted a sick earth melting like the scoop on an ice cream cone or running a fever with a thermometer in its anthropomorphized mouth. There were few, if any, signs on another issue that climate change threatens, our health. If we wanted to convince people to change, we had to tell them why it mattered to them, said Gina McCarthy, former head of the EPA during the Obama administration on her past environmental work in Massachusetts. With an increase in the number of extreme heat days, humans are more vulnerable to conditions such as asthma and heat stroke. Warmer temperatures can increase the amount of pollen production of plants, as well as lengthen pollen seasons, according to a 2014 study in European Respiratory Review. Panelists emphasize the importance of community awareness and supporting those who might be living in unsafe conditions as temperatures rise. The focus doesn't need to be the federal government, said McCarthy. It needs to be their own home, their own community, their own school, because that's the only thing that ever changes anything. This story was contributed by Anastasia E. Lennon. That's it for your Friday Five. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. For the full versions of this week's stories, visit bunewservice.com slash podcasts and click on today's episode. We'd like to thank today's contributing writers, Hannah Rogers, Chris O'Brien, George Abenaugh, Miriam Fazia, and Anastasia E. Lennon, as well as our production team. This week's episode of Friday Five was produced by Hannah Harn. Be sure to check out our latest episode of Between the Bylines, where we sit down with our contributors and discuss our top stories through the lens of student journalism. Visit us online at bunewsservice.com podcasts for more information. 